name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Which of our Catholic feasts or holidays do we celebrate the Word becoming flesh? If y'all get this wrong, I don't know. Y'all, everybody getting an F today, okay? Tell me. No? Well, that, I mean, that's, that's one thing. Um, that's, you're kind of right. Christmas. We just celebrated Christmas. Hello. Anybody here? <laughs> Anybody listening? Did you miss that God became flesh at Christmas? If you missed that, you missed Christmas. <laughs> the whole point. God became man. The word Jesus took flesh and he dwelt among us. Does that mean that, that the word became flesh and, and then dwelt among us and then Jesus went up to heaven and he's no longer dwelling with us? And our church, in the Chaldean churches, is really beautiful um, because in our church, in our tradition, you have the Eucharist and then you have the gospel. Because God dwells with man on this earth, the word is still becoming flesh in two ways. And they're equal. One is not more important than the other. That's why they're both on the altar. The body of Jesus, the word becoming flesh, and the word, his word, his message, his truth, his light, they are equal. And so, if we're looking for God, if we're trying to understand God and how he's dwelling with us, we can't have any type of relationship, or we cannot be in the, the dwelling place of God without being in his home, in his presence, with the Eucharist. Now, many of us Catholics, I think that we've, we've definitely evolved. We've, we've really started to improve in that Chaldeans, many Chaldeans, are starting to come back to church. We're making church a priority. Are you guys noticing that, by the way? It's like, it's a beautiful thing I'm seeing in the church today. People are coming back to church. It's amazing. And, and I'm so happy to see that people are going to confession and, and they're coming to Mass and they're receiving the Eucharist. That's amazing. The next step that is absolutely necessary is for us to be in the presence of God through His Word, the Bible. This is the next step, my brothers and sisters, that I see that majority of Catholics today do not know the Word. They do not know that God is still dwelling, that God is still speaking, and He's not just speaking to prophets or to holy people or to priests and to nuns, that God is speaking to you today. God has a message for you today. God has a Word for you particularly, uniquely to you and your situation and your life. And it's a word that will give light. The darkness cannot overcome the light we heard in the gospel today. 
Where do we get that light from? That light comes from his word. His word. His message. The reason why so many of us, my brothers and sisters, today are in darkness, we experience a lot of darkness and we feel darkness around us, is because we are not giving time or we are not giving an opportunity for light to enter into our lives. And the reason why we are not going to the Word of God for light is because many people believe that they have to be scholars. They have to be biblical scholars to understand the Bible in order for them to hear God speaking to them. So they just don't open it. Well, Father, I don't understand the Bible. I don't know how to read it. I don't know how to understand it. So I just don't open it. My brothers and sisters, the Bible, you don't have to understand the historical context behind every single thing. You don't need to read the Bible like it's a science book. It is not a book that you read from cover to cover, beginning till end. That's not the purpose of the Bible. A lot of people come to me and tell me, oh, Father, I, I, I've read the whole Bible. Cool. That's great. But do you still read the Bible? No. Why? I read it. No. The Bible is not a book among other books. The Bible is alive. The Word of God is alive. God is trying to dwell with us, and He's trying to take flesh in your life, particularly in your life, to relate to you, to relate to your situation, to relate to what you're going through. He wants to take flesh and dwell among you and me. To bring his light, so that his light will overcome darkness. But we're not understanding. We're not understanding that, that the Bible is very simple, actually. That, that you don't even have to understand who married who, and what is this, and what is this city, and what is this town, and what is this word, and what is this situation. And what you don't need to know all of that. All you need to do is look for one word that speaks to you. Open up your Bible. Open up the Sunday reading. Open up the daily reading. What is the daily mass reading? Google. Daily mass reading. What is the reading that day? Pick one reading. Look for one word or phrase that speaks to you, that brings a little bit of light to your life. Just recently, I was, um, I was in prayer. I was in adoration. And every time I'm in adoration, every time I go to the, to the chapel, I do both. I don't just go and visit Jesus in the Eucharist and then just say an Our Father and Hail Mary and then give God my whole list of things that I want Him to do for me, which is what we do when we go to adoration. If we go to adoration, we give God our whole laundry list. Make sure that this happens, make sure that that happens, make sure you give me this and make sure you give me that, and then Our Father and Hail Mary, and then done, and I leave. Okay? That's what majority of us are doing today. What we need to be doing is when we're in adoration, yes, we are in front of the Word of God. We are in front of the, the, the flesh of Jesus. Yes, that is Jesus. But Jesus wants to speak now. How is He going to speak? Sometimes He speaks through people. Sometimes He speaks inside of your own heart and in your own head. But He's speaking in His Word. So, instead of you needing to go to a priest or you needing to go to uh, a friend or somebody to try to solve your problem, my challenge for you is this. Go to adoration and take your Bible with you. And sit and open up your Bible. 
This is what I did. This particular day, sometimes God will give me a word that he wants me to pray with. I, I listen. And I, and I don't ever underestimate words or thoughts that come to my mind. So when I sat down for my prayer, I saw the word hope in my head. I saw it. I just saw it. And I was like, hmm, I, I wonder, Lord, is this coming from you? Because right now I don't feel hopeless. Right now I feel like I have hope. I, I, don't, I don't know why you're giving me this word. But I said, Lord, if this is from you, then confirm it in my reading in the Bible today. So I opened up my reading for the day. And what is the line that sticks out to me? And her hope was in the Lord. I said, huh. Okay. So I underlined it. I prayed with it. I said, Lord, you know, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little hard-headed. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I can be a little stubborn at times. So I said, Lord, I need a little bit more. I need you to confirm it one more time. Do you want me to grow in hope? Is that what you're saying to me? I later on went to my phone and I got a text message from somebody. And in the text message, it literally said, St. Therese gives me a lot of hope. And I was like, what? Here goes the word again. Then later on that day, I was having chai and my coaster on the table has the word hope on it. Then later on, I was watching a show and on the show, on, in graffiti, on a wall, on a building, in the background of the show, is the word hope. I said, wow. But nothing crazy was going on in my life at the time, by the way. Nothing. Nothing to make me hopeless. Nothing to make me doubt. Nothing, nothing. Nothing was really going on. But something happened. And when that happened... When I entered that dark period, I was holding on to hope. I knew that God had spoken to me. I mean, it was clear as day. God was speaking, and it started in the Bible. Because only the Bible has the power, no matter what your friend tells you, or your therapist tells you, or the priest even. When you read the Bible, just simply opening up the Bible and reading the words, the words literally they jump out at you. They cut you. They affect you. They change you in a way that nothing else can. Nothing else can. The Bible actually says that the word of God is like a two-edged sword. So when we read the Bible, whether we understand it all or not, it could be one word. Not every single story are you going to relate to 100% that day. Not every little thing that you're going to read is going to be 100% exactly relating to you, but you can get something if you want it. You can hear what you want to hear. He will speak. So my challenge for, for you this week is very simple. I'm not going to tell you just go to adoration. I'm going to tell you go to adoration and bring your Bible. Some of us need to actually dust off our Bible we literally need to take off like three inches of dust off of our Bible because we, we, we put it on display in our home with jewels on it. We put jewels on it and we make it look cute and we sit it on the, in the house, but we don't actually read it. My challenge is pick up your Bible. You don't need to always run to someone. Run to Jesus. Process what you're going through. 
process what you're facing and let Jesus speak. He can speak. He's always speaking. Are we listening? Are we giving him an opportunity? Do we believe? When I open up that word, do I believe that there's a word for me that day? Or do I still believe that, oh, you know, God is just speaking to nuns or priests and God is speaking to holy people. He doesn't speak to me. That's a lie from the devil. God has a word. And that word will overcome the darkness. The word, his word, brings light. And I'll tell you, when I was going through that difficult time, no matter how difficult it was, no matter how dark it felt, I knew I had light because he had spoken to me. And it literally carried me through that period. It carried me through, and I didn't lose hope. I lost hope, and I didn't lose hope at the exact same time. Why? Because he spoke to me. Today, the word became flesh. God is speaking. God is with us. God is among us. My challenge for you this week, take your Bible, go to adoration, go to the chapel, sit in front of the Eucharist. You have Jesus in the Eucharist and you have Jesus in the Bible. He's going to show up. He always shows up. He's there. We're not. <laughs> He's there. We're not. Be there. Be present. Bring your situations. Bring your problems. Bring the feelings and the emotions of depression and anxiety and worry and doubt and anger and lust and whatever it is. Bring it to him. Say it to him. He's a big boy. He can handle it. He's a big, big boy. The Lord is a big man. He can handle it. Bring it to him. And I'll tell you, I promise you, he promises you, he dwells. And the word became flesh, and he's dwelling among us. Amen? Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.